The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. I'm looking at the role of prayer in destiny fulfillment. The role of prayer in destiny fulfillment. Many destinies have been aborted. The role of prayer in destiny fulfillment. Praise God. The role of prayer in destiny fulfillment. So we're looking at the role of prayer in destiny fulfillment. Now, the fact that God has told you that something is in your destiny does not mean it will happen. See, and this is what is frustrating a lot of Christians. They, they're like, ah, I don't know why it does not happen. I don't know. See, you contend for it. See, you contend for it. Because we live in a fallen world. We live in a fallen world. First Corinthians 16 verse 9. We're looking at the role of prayer in destiny fulfillment. First Corinthians 16 verse 9. I want you to listen to these words. It says, for a great door and effectual is opened unto me and there are many adversaries. It says a great door is opened unto me. So now God has opened the door. But he says there are many. It isn't there are few. So the fact that God has opened the door doesn't mean you'll be able to go through it. See, we must realize that there's an enemy to our destinies. There's an enemy. It says, for a great door and effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. You know, a lot of times people have great ideas, great concepts, and strategies, but they seem to fail. I learned from a great man of God. He said, the failure of any Christian enterprise is a, is, a, is a prayer failure. Because when you are a Christian and you have an idea that will make money, that will bless the world, from that moment, you're marked by hell to be attacked. And that's why sometimes you see a Christian's business, you say, what is happening? I don't understand. I don't understand. It is this one. It says, for a great door and effectual is opened unto me and there are many adversaries. There are many oppositions. So people are frustrated because they don't know with every opportunity, with every opportunity, every opportunity comes opposition. With every opportunity, there will be opposition. And it's so important that before you embark on a Christian, on a, on a venture, what is a Christian venture? Whether it's just a business, 
There should be prayer behind it. You've done all your research. You've done all your planning. You've sown your seed. Prayer. Because you have an enemy. A sign against that church. A sign against that business. A sign against your career. Your calling. Hallelujah. So you look at the role of prayer. What will prayer do? To help you fulfill your destiny. What will prayer do? It's a for a great door. It's a great door. There are many people with great dreams that are frustrated. Because they've not come to understand the role of prayer in destiny fulfillment. Give it to me in the New Living Translation, please. It says there is a wide open door for a great work here, although many oppose me. You see the business idea, you, you have the idea we're gonna I'm gonna do like this. It's it, it's so successful on paper, it doesn't mean it's successful in real life. This is what discourages people. I thought I heard from God. You heard, you heard well. But there is an enemy assigned to stop that work. Give it to me in the message, please. A huge door of opportunity for good work has opened up here, but there's also mushrooming opposition. The role of prayer, the role of prayer in destiny fulfillment. Many don't know this. They just jump up. Sometimes it succeeds for a while, then it's as though the engine, there's something the Lord told me yesterday. He said, prayer is the fuel in the vehicle of accomplishment. You have the cow, the engine is there. The steering is there. The driver is there. The human effort is there. You even have oil anointing. If you don't have oil, the car is not going anywhere. There are many anointed pastors pastoring small churches. The role of prayer in destiny fulfillment. Many people are wondering why is this prophecy hanging over my head? It's prayer. Hallelujah. It says for a great door and effect has opened unto me and there are many adversaries. The door is open. Say, but many oppose me. There's a mushrooming opposition. Hallelujah. Are you out there? All right. Now let's look at a few thoughts. Romans 15 verse 4. Romans 15 verse 4. How many of you are seeming to understand your life right now? You're understanding things very, very okay. Romans 15 verse 4. It says, For whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our learning, that we through patience and the comfort of the scriptures might have hope. It says, Whatever we see in the Old Testament, they were written for our learning. So 
so we're going to be looking at the Old Testament and even the New Testament because they were written before we were born. Am I right? So we're going to be looking at the word of God. What role does prayer play in the fulfillment of my destiny? God said, God said this thing should have happened by now. I don't know why it doesn't happen. It's prayer. Hallelujah. Are you out there? So let's define prayer. Number one, prayer is inviting God to intervene in human affairs. Prayer is inviting God to intervene in human affairs. That means if you don't invite him, he won't intervene. There are so many people who have very great plans. Hi, you look at the plan on paper, you say this thing, mm, it has succeeded. It is when you now start, you know, mm, it is not moving. Mm, it is not moving. See, I don't know what is happening. <laughs> the devil has let you know that, listen, life is not for your butters. For your destiny to be fulfilled, you must be a man or woman of prayer. See, we said prayer is inviting God to intervene in human affairs. Then another thing is prayer is partnering with God. To bring his plans to pass. That means even if what what you're planning is God's plan, without prayer, it will not come to pass. What does 1 John 5 verse 14 tell us? If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears, we know that we have the petition desired of him. Now, that word will there is the word thaleo. It's not thaleo. It's thaleo. T-H-E-L-E-O. It means purpose. It means inclination. It means intention. So if we ask anything according to his plan for us, so it is already in the plan. You have to pray. Matthew 6 verse 10. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done where? That means if we don't pray, his will will not be. Thank you. So if your destiny is being delayed, you need fuel. We traveled to Lagos recently. The car had been serviced. Just think of us having great faith with low tank. Say so we are going to Lagos. And in their bush road. In those areas. 
and your friend finishes around that after or after Okada with the arm robbers. And they rush out. So the reason why that man now was attacked by armed robbers was that there was no fuel. His car stopped in the wrong place. Is your car. When you're in a car driving in your dream, it represents your career. So the, 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 in your dreams, your car that you are driving, does it stop on the way? God is telling you you need fuel. Something you dream to try to drive, the car is not driving. God is saying there's no fuel. Put fuel. Hallelujah. Are you out there? Colossians 1.9. I'll show you a few scriptures and I'll be out of your way. We'll put fire in the next service. He says, for this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that he might be filled. They were praying for them. That he might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. They were praying for them to be filled with the knowledge of God's will. God's destiny, God's plan for their lives, God's level for their lives. That was without prayer. They wouldn't have known it. Yesterday we learned the place of prayer in receiving fresh direction. It is one thing to have vision. It is another thing to have a plan. Hear me. Your vision, your plan, your strategy without divine direction will lead to frustration. There are many visionaries that are frustrated. Your vision, your plan, beautiful plans without prayer will lead to frustration. There are some people, they should have been promoted. But one wicked man will just say, this person will not be promoted. What did he do? You didn't do anything. Money that is due you. They said every staff is receiving this bonus of this or this staff should go for training in America or in the UK for this conference. Someone says you must not go. The door is open. There's a position but you don't have prayer. So since there's no fuel, your car, your career remains in one spot. The role of prayer. It says, For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to desire that you might be filled with knowledge of his will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto our pleasing. Hear what he said being fruitful, effective in every good work, and increasing in knowledge of God. So they were praying for them to be able to know what God wanted them to do. So, if they did it, it says they'll be fruitful. They'll be effective. Are you effective? Are you getting the intended results in everything you do? Get back 
to that place of prayer. Get back to that place of fellowship with God. A young man that had a sound relationship with God in seven years was worth seven million. In his seventh year, he was going to hit a deal that was making worth fifty million dollars. Does he have two heads? He has never lost a dime in any investment. Hallelujah. So you need to get back, get back to it. We're looking at the role of prayer in destiny fulfillment because many people, this is their destiny. One man just says you. you. They might even be begging the man. Say, no, what did the boy do to you? He says, nothing. It's the devil that has stood on that way. For some, it's their marriage. They are believing God for marriage. Some is that one. So long as I'm alive, we're not married. Every suitor comes, last minute, pew, last minute, pew. some suitor, no suitor even comes. There's no suit. The rule of prayer. And God has spoken to them. That's the painful thing. God has spoken to them. Yet nothing is happening. Let me read something to you. Daniel chapter 9. The rule of prayer in destiny fulfillment. I want you to observe these words. Let's begin from verse 1. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, the seed of the Medes, First of all, let's get the understanding in context. Go to Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah 29. Because I want to show you something that you will see that, okay, that's why this thing is delayed. All right. Let's look at from verse 10. Verse 10. All right. They are in captivity. Hear what God says. It says, For thus said the Lord, that after 70 years being accomplished at, at Babylon, I will visit you. And perform my good word, perform my good word toward you in causing you to return to, to this place. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Right? Now give it to me in the amplified version. So, no, sorry, give me in the NIV. 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 It says, For I know the plans, that's your destiny. I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Right? Give it to me in the King James. The King James uses the word expected end. That word means an end and an expectation. In other words, when you, when you, when you see your destiny, you know what to expect. When God reveals the vision to you, what your life should be like, you know what to expect. All right? It says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Now know the word is plans. Say the Lord, plans of peace and not of evil to give you what? An expected end, the hope and a future. Right? Give it to me in the amp, please. Amp. It says, to give you hope in your final outcome. Go to verse 12, King James, please. Hear what it says. When you discover that plan, then you shall call upon me and you shall go and pray unto me. And what did he say? So, when you receive the plan, what's the next thing? Prayer. 
Many receive God's plan and jump into action. My daughter, in 2017, you shall be settled with children. Thank you, Lord. You may reach 2019 and not be married. I will show you from the word of God. You may reach 2019. God said, God, God said it. Someone say, did, did God lie to me? He did not lie. He says, you shall call up then. Then. He says, when he reaches 70 years, see, 70 years shall be accomplished. When he reaches that 70 years, he says, you shall go and pray unto me. He didn't say, when 70 years accomplished, you will just come out. No, he says, you will pray. Oh. It is my plan you come out after 70 years, but you will pray. Oh. Next verse, verse 13. And you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. Go to Daniel chapter 9. Let's begin from verse 1. So you can see the role of prayer in destiny fulfillment. Daniel chapter 9. We are beginning from verse 1. Let me get there. Alright. In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books studying the Bible the number of the years wherefore the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet we just read that that he would accomplish 70 years in the desert of Jerusalem and I set my face unto the Lord to seek by prayer and supplications with fasting and sacrilege and ashes and I prayed unto the Lord my God He says, when you discover my plan, that by this time this thing should happen, begin to pray according to that word that God gave you. So many dreams, God-given dreams, are frustrated. Why? Because individuals do not understand the place. Pray. God says, you suffer for 70 years. After that time, go and pray. Because if you don't pray that prophecy, you may never see it happen. 1 Timothy 1 verse 18, please. 1 Timothy 1 verse 18. Say, you are not praying. <laughs> There's a spirit of roasting. When the spirit of roasting camp around your house for three weeks, you will turn the prayer word. It's camping around many houses now. But not your house in Jesus' name. First Timothy 1.18 This chapter commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them might us do what? War a good warfare. Their prophecies, Timothy, your work shall be great. Your work shall expand. Yes, Timothy, yes, you are Timothy. And Timothy, anoint Timothy. There are many churches, there were great prophecies when they started. Now, the pastor doesn't know whether they were prophecies. They were prophet rivers. You cannot tell. Rivers run dry, but the sea cannot. 
So now it's Prophet River. Because there was a time it looks as though it was happening. Then, bam! Ah! He said, what is happening? Did I hear where? Oh boy, pray. This is Paul the Apostle. He says, this charge I commit unto thee, my son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them might war a good warfare. So, the Lord has spoken, this shall be great. There shall be breakthrough on the right and on the left. Yes, the work shall grow. Yes, this business shall be known all over Africa. This, 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 this. You think the devil let that business be fulfilled? Because if that business becomes great, people will serve your God. So, if, if the devil keeps you small, You'll be discouraged. Other people will not pursue God's dream for their lives. This is warfare. Because your dream is God's strategy to get, God's, get attention on the earth. When you're successful, God gets attention. When you fail, even your brother that wants to serve God will say, I have a call into the ministry like you. But having observed your life, I am wondering whether I should answer. The devil has succeeded. Why did Pastor A.B. and Ransuel's call. He saw that things were working in this ministry. Things were working. He said, every pastor I've worked with has money problem. They struggle for it. What is your own? I said, this is how it works. Serve God sincerely. I gave him, serve God sincerely like this, like this. Be a giver. Give from your heart. Don't serve God because you want money. If you serve God because you want money, you will roast. And you enter the ministry. But if I was failing, that young man will not have answered this call. So the reason why the devil is attacking your dream, seriously, there are many people who are reluctant in pursuing that kind of dream God gave them. And you are God's only witness. So so long as Satan keeps you down, many parts of God's plans will never happen. So let everyone wake up. Let everyone wake up. Let everyone wake up. Let everyone wake up. Since by then, war, a good warfare. Many do not war a good warfare. What do they now do when they go and pray is complain? Father, you are the one that told me this thing. If you, did not tell me, if you did not tell me this, at least I will know that I did not have prophecy. You spoke like this. I fasted and you spoke, you spoke, you spoke. And now with all you spoke that I have, there is no bicycle. In other words, you're not going anywhere. It's time to war a good warfare. Because if you don't engage in prayers, that destiny will just be hanging over your head. Many people die with unfulfilled prophecies. Go quickly to Acts chapter 1. Jesus promised them that you can read from verse 12 to 14. We're going to read verse 14. That the Holy Ghost was going to fall. It says, Tarry in Jerusalem until you be endured the power from on high. Is that not what Jesus told them? Okay. Verse 14. These all continue with prayer, with one accord. 
It says, this all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of James, with all his, his brethren. 2 verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. What were they doing? Praying. Jesus gave the prophetic word. I will visit you, tarrying in Jerusalem, until you be endured with power from on high. He appeared to 500 people. What if they went to another place? They had instruction. So if they did not follow that instruction, the vision of being filled, being, the vision of being baptized with the Holy Spirit would never have been fulfilled. There are many things God told you because you will not go to the place of prayer to receive instructions. They are seeming elusive. In 2002, I had a relationship and the lady, her father refused me to marry her for various reasons. I was the man with the vision, but Pepe had not rested. Those of you in America, Pepe is money, all right? And I had to move on forward. But I got someone else. How did that happen? The place of prayer. Husband, come it in Jesus' name. You know, come. Husband, come it. You go and ask the Lord, Father, why am I not married? Tell me. You're there praying, studying the word of God, how to be led by the Spirit. Can Hagen? You get our series. You listen to some of these messages. But why? Show me. So praying, the Lord says, I want you to travel to so and so place. You follow that instruction. As you land at Abuja Airport, the guy just looks at you, just following you, and you are wondering why the guy is following you, like what is happening. And I say, just a minute, just a minute. Please. I know we've never met. But there's a Witness in my heart that you are my wife. Say, I don't know you. How can you just say, yeah, I'm your, uh, I'm your wife? He moves say, please, please. So where are you going to? Say, I'm going to Sierra Isi, Abuja here. Say, that's, that's where I'm also going to. I, I watch your pastor on. Now, you're wondering, like, well, this guy is lying. Then you get to where you're going to. That's where he's going to. You see him there again. You look at him like, this guy tracking me. It's instruction. Some of you are, the wrong, are in the wrong places. Some of you live in the wrong area. He may never see your face because he never goes there. Prayer. Some of you are crying for us, but Lord, Lord, see my face, and I find I don't find a man now. Oh, Father. That's complaining. Because God's plan is for you to be settled maritally. So, Lord, why is there a delay? He could tell you, you know that lady you insulted? You know her? Say yes. Go and apologize to her. She's the pastor's wife. 
you insulted her. She told me that whatever you're looking for in life, that God should keep it away from you. You go and say, I'm very sorry. You could even be you stole. You were a Christian, but you stole. Some Christians still steal. You stole phone in church. Put inside your bag. Because you know that phone. The person you stole it for, it was her boyfriend that bought it for her. And he got angry and broke the relationship. Feeling she sold it. And she cursed that person. That person will not marry. So, now, phone, you don't use day. So, how do I return the phone? Because you know the owner of the phone. So, you go to the lady and say, so, please, sir. Or you come to church because you don't know the person's phone you stole. So, you see the phone and drop it. And nothing is holding back your destiny since. Some people, it's something you did that is holding back your destiny. Let me share something very painful. A young man impregnated a girl and denied her flat. Flat. And the girl said something. That for leaving her like this, to suffer to the pregnancy alone, may he never amount to anything. This young man schooled abroad He's drinking the guguru in a body. He's drinking the guguru right now. He's an area boy. When his daughter came to stay in our house, she said she went to see her father. So we, we contacted someone. They saw the man. When she saw him, she was just crying. Says, Is this my father? For some of you, it could be bitterness. You are bitter against the guy that broke your heart and did not marry you. See, he broke, he, he, he went and dated and you, and you cursed him and God says, this bitterness in your heart. You forgive him. So forgive him, the dark cloud of bitterness over your life is lifted and you're married. That's why you pray. Are you, are you learning something? Okay. So, verse, two, verse 1. Acts 2, 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And he appeared unto them cloven tongues like a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now the prophecy has been fulfilled. But they prayed for 10 days. He appeared to 50 people. Only 120 was filled. So the destiny of 380 was not fulfilled when it was supposed to be fulfilled because they were not part of the prayer meeting. Jesus appeared to 500 and said, Holy Ghost is coming on the day of Pentecost. Wait. So, 120 says, let's start praying. 
They started praying. They started praying. They won't 20 that were praying with the ones that were few. He didn't go to those people's houses. Could it be that why many things God promised, promised you are happening out of season, not in season? You missed out on the place of prayer. Let me give you two scriptures and I'm close. Genesis 32. Has this helped anybody? Is your prayer life awake right now? Your fuel, as you are now know, <laughs> I know some of you be prayer warriors. Some people don't be hearing your neighbor say, Lick it in the book, Canada. I say, what, what happened to you? You are not praying, no man. You say, See, I don't take, I don't take for a house. Praise God. Why you don't want to marry yourself? <laughs> Genesis 32. I want to begin from verse 9. Now, Jacob, God told him he was going to be great. His seed was going to be great and abundant. God told him to go back to Bethel. He says, go back to Bethel where he made a covenant. And now he's going back to Bethel. As he's going, he hears that Esau is coming. Hmm. As they heard Esau is coming, and some scholars told us, tell us that Esau was wearing red, and Esau was coming with 400 men. Somebody that vowed to kill you stole his birthright and said, I will kill you. Then you come and say, He's coming with 400 men and he's wearing red. He said, Hey, oh, don't finish you. For prayer. Look at this. Verse 9. And Jacob said, Oh God of my father Abraham. And God of, my, God of my father Isaac, the Lord we said unto me, is wearing a good warfare now. The Lord we said unto me, return unto thy country and to thy kingdom and I will deal well with thee. I am not worthy of, of the least of all the messes and of all the truth which thou hast shewed unto thy servant. And for with my staff I have passed over this Jordan and now I have become two bounds. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him. Lest he come and smite me and the mother with the children. And thou said, I will do thee good and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for the multitude. See, so the man is praying. God told him to go. There are many missionaries, they've gone out to preach the gospel, but they died. You say, What did God do? Why? There was nobody praying for them. When you find the missionary people are praying for, they, don't, they, they can't kill them. Say, Pastor, is that true? I read it to you, Acts 12, from verse 1 all the way downwards. They killed James to the end of the sword. Peter, that we were praying for, they didn't kill him. Philippians 1, verse 19, quickly. Let's look at that. Philippians 1, 19. We'll come back quickly, quickly, quickly. He says, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. Paul was in prison. He says, I know that this shall turn to my salvation. If you pray, this thing will turn. That means if you don't pray, to not turn. Many die before their time for lack of prayer. I told you yesterday of a young man that died and a dear man of God said something. He said, the young man died because nobody was praying for him. Then he said, the big one that got my attention that marked my mind from that day. He said, probably he was not praying for anyone. It made an intercessor out of me so that I can begin to sow prayer into people's lives. Sow prayer. 
So that someday when something is happening to me, somebody, God also taught someone to pray for me. Many people die before their time. Verse 24. And Jacob was left alone and he had wrestled the man with him until the breaking of day. All night prayer. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hole of his thigh. And the hole of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled him. And he said, let me go for the day break it. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou bless me. And he said unto him, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, thy name shall no more shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince, as thou power with God and with men, and has prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, what is it that, that thou dost ask after my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel. For I have seen the face of God face to face. I have seen God face to face. And my life is preserved. And this altar is life. For me killed by Esau because the man contended in all night prayer. When would you get tired about this problem? And you know that it, it runs in our family. There are some forces, but God, God is helping us. You are not ready. This man knew that there was an urgency. If he didn't pray, Esau was coming without mercy. Because even Isaac had blessed Esau that when he is restless that he will break the yoke of, of, of Jacob. So now, the man is coming with a sword because he has to, he has to live by a sword. Not just Ishmael. Uh, um, Esau also lives by a sword. That's why if you look at the, the Muslim community, it's the house of Ishmael and the house of, 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 uh, the house of Esau. The full and ease are from the descendants of Esau. They're Edomites. Go and stress it. That's why they are red. See? You've got to pray. People are not praying. Why should I pray? Let me close with Hosea 12 verse 4. Hosea 12 verse 4. So there's a, there's a role. I'll continue in next service. Or prayer. Because I'm seeing many of you, your, your destiny is being delayed. Your prophecy is being delayed. It's time to pray. It's time to pray. Even Jesus Christ, to enter into his own ministry, what did he do? He went to fast and what? And pray. But you, you see your destiny being delayed. You're looking like, say, we fast on Wednesday. Say, I, I, am, I am not used to, I'm allergic to fasting. You like problem. No matter allergic to fasting, a woman is, if a child is sick, a woman child is sick in the hospital on drip and oxygen, she will not eat. They, I, I've gone to see such people and they say, man, I'm teaching. Say, they don't want to eat until this child is okay. Your child doesn't need to get to hospital first before you do your fasting. Fast now. I'm allergic to fasting. I, 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 it's not, it's not my, my, my body can't stand it. Be speaking English. When you see a problem, they won't tell you. You meet them. They don't tell you. For the past three days, 
Man of God, I have not slept. For the past three days, I've been sleeping on this granny, but my eye cannot close because of my, my child. Pray. They could have averted this problem since. There are many problems you could have averted in your life that because of lack of prayer, it came, it happened. It will wake you up in the night. Many of you don't know why you're waking up in the night these days. But you still go and sleep. Because you like sleep. You say, it's like the bed is not the place to sleep today. You now go to your chair, the sitting room. Say, maybe, maybe it will be sweet here. It will leave you. When the problem now comes, I say, oh Lord, where are you? Why Lord? Why me Lord? Say you to why you no pray. I've heard God speak to me in Europe once. I was passing some elders when I went to write exam in my, I think it was SS2 or SS3 in my village. And I was passing and I didn't greet the elders because I was just passing. I said, and, it's, and I heard him clear in Europe, oh, Kiwani. And I was, you didn't greet them? I was like, boy, you speak Yoruba? So God can speak to you in Pidgin English. Because he knows you like it a lot. Say, when you know, pray. It says, yea, he had power over the angel and prevailed. He wept and made supplication unto him. He found him in Bethel and there he spake with us. So that wrestling that the Bible was talking about was prayer. It was prayer. It was wrestling for a blessing. Some of you do wrestle for a blessing. This problem has stayed too long. You see, this night, I'm not going to bat my eye. I'm going to be in prayer. Concerning my marriage concerning my job, I'm going to spend whether it's all night prayer and praise. You are there, Kadilo Kufadi, Lakidama, Suntija, Varatigos. You are there in prayer. And suddenly things turn. Look at the young man that had no job. I heard about the ministry. He was praying five hours every day, going for evangelism. Five hours every day, going for evangelism. And he got a job. They paid him one year ahead. Have you heard it before? Well, how many people pray five hours every day? Because like you learned yesterday, prayer gives you speed. One, he just got a job. They paid him one year ahead. His salary. Have you heard it before? Because he was doing what few do. So he, he got what few would ever have. That's why they always tell you, if you want to go where no one has ever gone, you must be willing to do what no one has ever done. You cannot be praying 15 minutes and get that kind of result. Think about it for a moment. No, think about it. The minister was talking about how they prayed one time. They had a crusade. The tires of the cars were sunk in the mud. They knew the crusade would not, ha- would not happen because the mud was so serious. So they prayed for four hours. And the mud turned to sand. That speed. And they held the crusade that night. 
mud, rain has fallen today. The, your car, the tire, almost half of the tire is inside mud. And he said, let us pray. And they were there praying. And praying. When they came out, the mud has turned to sand, dry sand. Do you know the painful thing about this minister right now? He doesn't believe in long praying anymore. I said, that miracle is a miracle of Bible proportions. Mud, 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 mud. Up to half of your tire. Then you went to prayer. That thing should be dry, maybe like next two or three days. Prayer compressed time. Because God has intervened. When God intervenes, what does it happen? It suspends natural laws. 